folks, I mentioned in the past that we're drawn towards God in three particular ways, through truth, through what is true, through goodness, what is good, and through beauty, what is beautiful. Yet at the same time, there's this, there's this fear that comes up within our hearts that prevents us from trusting that God is all true, all good, and all beautiful. I'll come back to that in a bit. On Friday, I went up to St. Leo's in Minot for their dedication of the church there. I don't know if you guys have ever been in Minot at St. Leo's Parish. When it was built back in, it must be almost 100 years now, built as a very beautiful church, stained glass windows in the sides and the front, as well as up in the choir loft. Just beautiful, beautiful. During the crazy time in the church during the 70s, 80s, they whitewashed everything, stripped out the beauty, and they put in like this kind of pinkish carpet. It just, to be honest, it looked ugly. I was there when, when I, for, four, for six weeks back in, in 2010 as a seminarian under now Bishop Vetter. But anyway, they just did a major renovation. So Bishop came on up to consecrate the altar, to, to bless the church, just extraordinarily beautiful. It's amazing. If you ever get to Minot, stop in at St. Leo's. You come on in, and, and your eyes are immediately drawn towards the front. From the beautiful dark reds to the beautiful gold, the yellows, the, you know, the white ceiling, there's other colors involved as well. The altar, just, just amazing. The floor is, is marble. Uh, they got new pews. The, the stained glass windows, you know, previously they were, they were whitewashed right up to the stained glass windows, so they just really looked out of place. But now with the stencil around them, there's stencil all along the side of the church. You're, you're, you come on in, and you can't stop yourself from saying, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I forgot to mention the chandeliers that, that are hanging down. You know, this gold with the crystals, and just extraordinary so as I left there, then I went off to, to Williston yesterday to, to concelebrate for a wedding, a couple that I had known for, for some time. I knew the, the woman, Priscilla, for a number of years during my time there. Uh, she was a Keck two years ago, about two years ago. Her husband died of leukemia, left behind four little children. You can imagine what was going through her heart. You know, she told me and she told many others that the whole possibility of ever getting married was just the furthest thing from her mind. But last Christmas, as they had their, this musical concert, uh, uh, Magnificat it's called, there was a gentleman that came in. He's originally from the Philippines, and she met him. And now yesterday they got married. A lot of joy, this woman Priscilla. The joy that she had previously when I first met her all came back, and she was filled with great joy. But it was through the goodness of Anthony, her husband, now her husband. And he grew from a, grew up, you know, in a similar background, a lot of difficulties and so forth, and she brought the goodness of God to him. Very wonderful occasion. We're drawn towards God through beauty, through what is true. We, we hate when people lie to us. And we're drawn towards God through goodness. But with that in mind, so often we forget to believe, or we don't trust, or we maybe have never learned it, that God is all good. That God is, 
There's no one more good than God. And we're drawn towards God when there are people in our life that reach up to us with goodness. If we have parents who just have this genuine goodness within them, it's very easy for us then to see the goodness within God. All parents have at least some goodness within them, even if we didn't have the best of parents. Or maybe, you know, the parents have gone through a divorce and we've lost that idea of, you know, the ones we looked up to us, or the one we looked up to, you know, there being chaos there. And yet, all of us at some point must recognize that God is the ultimate good. We must long for Him. No human being in this life, not our parents, not one's spouse, not one's children, not even your best friend, can show the ultimate goodness that God gives to us. They can be images of it, but not completely. We all fail. God is good. God is utterly good. Do we believe that and do we trust that? Or do we think that the closer we draw towards God, that he's going to take us something from us? Or maybe even, this is another situation, as we just heard in our gospel reading, we see the holiness of God, and because we see our own unworthiness, our own unholiness, we think we have to step away from the situation. In today's gospel reading, you know, we hear about how the birth of Jesus came about. And, and Mary is betrothed to Joseph. This is actually the opposite of what's happening in our culture. So in the Jewish culture, someone got married, they were husband and wife, but they didn't live together for another six months or nine months, and then they lived together. Today we kind of do the opposite. You know, we live together for nine months or a year, and then we get married, you know, after that. But, but the Jewish culture, so Joseph and Mary, they're married. They're husband and wife. Joseph finds out that Mary is pregnant. Culturally, we think that Joseph thinks that Mary committed adultery. But a number of scripture scholars, as we hear about in St. Luke and even a number of the saints through the centuries, say no. Joseph wanted to divorce Mary not because he thought she committed adultery, but because he felt unworthy. Here Mary, his beloved, is bearing the God of the universe, and Joseph is supposed to be the father to this boy. He feels unworthy, so he wants to divorce her quietly and step away from the situation. He feels unworthy. He's maybe even condemning himself for some of the things that he's done. But then the angel comes and says, don't be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of experiencing the goodness of God through your wife. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of coming to me, the good Lord says. And that's what he wants to say to you today. I don't know all what's gone on in your past life. I don't know what's gone on in, your, in this last week. 
I don't know, you know, the things that you've done good or the things that you've done bad. But I do know this, that God is all good. And He wants us to experience that goodness. And He doesn't want us to be afraid of coming to Him. He wants us to come to Him. So that we might be filled with joy, consolation. God is all good, all beautiful, all holy. He's truth itself. He wants us to participate in that. The opening prayer of today's Mass, it actually it's the same prayer that's in within the Angelus. I don't know if you guys remember with the Angelus. It speaks about this whole mystery that we're celebrating during this Christmas season. That, you know, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary. She says yes to, to God's word through the angel. Then the word becomes flesh. She dwells among us. That's Christmas Day. And then the last part of, of the Angelus says this. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts. Pour forth. We beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts. God wants his grace to be in our hearts, but he can't pour his grace into our hearts if we're putting up a wall. If we're saying that my sin is too big, or we're saying I'm not worthy, or we're saying, you know, God doesn't care for me. If we come up with all these things, believing lies that he's not good, and we put all that aside and we open up our heart, then we're able to experience God's care, His love for us. At this Mass, let's pray for that grace that we might experience God pouring forth His blessing, His goodness into our hearts. And then we can bring that same goodness, that same blessing to our families this Christmas. That we may not be the ones that bring drama to the family the ones pointing out others' faults, the ones trying to start the argument or encouraging it when it begins, but that we may be the one that shows forth goodness this Christmas. Let's pray for that grace at this Mass, the grace of a good heart after our good God.